excited that you are watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. We believe there's going to be a special anointing come on your life as you watch these programs. And I want to thank all of you who are partners to this program because actually we reach literally billions of people every weekday with the gospel. And so partners help make this possible. And I want to read you a testimony that I just love. This woman called in for prayer. We have prayer people who love to pray. And she gave a testimony that she was having terrible stomach pains for three weeks, had gone to a doctor, and he said, there's nothing wrong with your stomach. Well, she still had the pain, but she called again, and our prayer partner, our prayer person, really prayed a victory play, a prayer for her, and she was totally healed. These are the things that so encourage us, and we want to encourage you. And today, they're going to be watching someone very special, That's right? That's true. And you might be watching right now, and you have needs in your life. Some of you watching, you have physical needs, just like mom, the person you just yeah. described, a physical need. You might be watching, and you have a financial need. You might be saying, woof, I got more month than I have money. You know, you might be watching, and you have relationship issues, some emotional needs, whatever it is. We'd love to pray for you, so hop on the phone, get on the website, and we really see God answer prayer and do amazing things. And in a few moments, we're going to join this wonderful guest we love, Joan Hunter. She's one of our favorite people, and she has some very, very helpful insights into your heart and into what's going on in your life to help you love again and live again. It'll change your life. We're so excited and we want you to come with us to Egypt in the fall. Oh my goodness, Egypt? What are you talking about? Well, we're going to see some amazing things. We're going to see the pyramids. We're going to see the Sphinx. We're going to go on a five-star Nile cruise. Are you kidding me? Who gets to do that? Oh, it could be you. You might get to do that with us. So I want you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We have information. We want to pray for you and we want you to come with us. Plus, Mom, we get to minister. Oh, we do. And that's powerful in Egypt because we get to lay hands on the sick. We have real open doors and we're going to have a ministry training school. And the more hands we have, the more miracles we can see. And I want you to be a part of it. So I want you to contact us today. You say, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. We're going to put you on a list where we pray because you have a rich heavenly father and he can make a way for you to go. And God needs you in Egypt. John, love again, live again. Why did you ask me to write the foreword on this book? And be honest, don't try to flatter me. Okay, number one, I love you, uh, and that's, <laughs> that's a given. But the thing is, you have seen my life go from good to horrifically horrible, right. back to better, good, really good, phenomenal. Exactly. Okay? And you have walked with me through this whole process of learning how to love again and really live after the horrendous traumas that I had gone through. Well, and I saw your health improve. I saw your ministry come forth. I saw your children getting hold of God in new mm -hmm. ways, and that really blessed me. So I like this book because I think it's where everybody lives. Right. I mean, you think, and oh, this doesn't have anything to do with me. It right. Men and women you. both need to read the book, even they though it's do. got a cute little rose on the front. 
uh, because <laughs> women will talk about their heart issues, men won't. Right. And it's very, very important to, this book will open up your eyes to situations in your life, in your marriage, in your past, etc., that that you've never dealt with. And, and what they do is it causes, and I'll use this word, so if you if it offends you, I'm sorry, but emotional constipation. <laughs> and, you know, and, okay. and it just gets bottled up on the right. inside of you, and it produces poisons just like it would in the natural. Okay, right. and it produces poisons to everybody in every relationship that you're in. And, and we need to go and ask God to totally, completely heal us and, and cleanse us, uh, you know, of all of this. And, and that's what this book will help you on is to highlight areas that need to be healed that, that, you know, especially, and I'll say your generation is that I know that my mom just, you know, and I remember like right before she died, you know, I, I told her, I said, you need to forgive this person. You know, and I teach in there how to forgive. And so I would lead her in prayers of unforgiveness of somebody that had hurt her 60 years previous to that because she, they just didn't talk about stuff like that. You just buried it and just put it down. Well, what this does is it goes in. God's hand goes in and reaches to the very innermost part of your very being, of your soul and your spirit. And anything that's not of him, he will help get it out and uproot it so that it's just him in there and none of the past hurts. Isn't that wonderful mm -hmm. that you got hold of that yes. and got hold of it with her? Yes. That is it, was, it was really good. She goes, I've never thought about that. You know, and, and even with mom and the incredible ministry that they had, oh, yeah. it had never entered her mind, Yeah, you know, that she needed to actually do that. And, you know, you may be watching right now and you have unforgiveness. You may say, well, I'm not, I've forgiven. But a lot of times we let these little emotions linger and lurk and, and it, we kind of nurse and rehearse this stuff. And I want to encourage you, you're struggling with unforgiveness or, or embracing that reality. Woo, I haven't forgiven. Hop on the phone get on the website and I say that because it was interesting this and just talking through this I was reminded about a month or two ago my kids and I we all went to uh, Wendy's because that's where my son works and we sat down this random couple I don't know and there there was an elderly woman and I was trying to help her a little bit and she her husband was getting like the napkins or whatever you know it's like Wendy's or straws whatever and she starts going off I don't know this woman from the man on the moon and she's telling me about her husband and how he's the blankety blank I mean literally wow. painting the air blue and I'm like I said how long y'all been married 56 years I mean uh, she yeah. she's a copy lit of the book. it up and I was like holy buckets right and I was like nice to meet you you know so I want to encourage you don't let your life go decades and hold on to unforgiveness because you could turn into that lady and we're like woof it's kind of a scary thing so hop on the phone get on the website we want to pray with you that God would help you to walk and live not just walk live in forgiveness right and I and I just saw you I got a vision of you going back to Wendy's with a satchel and f of these books in there hoping she would come <laughs> in to give her one <laughs> to, to really one help howdy, her. right yeah and you have a chapter here you know about restoring intimacy with God mm -hmm. I have found as a pastor's wife sometimes people feel betrayed by God absolutely talk to me about that well and I talk to them yeah I mentioned earlier about how we you know situation happens that we kind of take back part of our heart well did God do everything the way you wanted him to do it yes mm -hmm. or no no <laughs> no but but the point is is that God knows best 
okay? And But the thing is, it's like, here you have a situation, and God didn't work it out exactly how you wanted to. So, like we mentioned earlier about taking back part of your heart from your spouse, we can take back part of our heart from God. And because it didn't work out the way we wanted to. And so then about five years down the road, you're like, what happened to the intimacy in our relationship to God? And it's because unforgiveness, bitterness, you know, and this is something I want to talk about also, is, excuse me, unrealistic expectations, mm. you know, of God, of different right. people like that. And that we expect God to do everything our way, but he has his own plan. Because I didn't want to get divorced, but how God has taken that situation, turned it around, made a miracle out of it, and out of 18 books, probably 10 of them are really concentrate on getting your heart, your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, and your finances healed as a result of what I learned and what I walked through. So God took that situation, according to Genesis 50, verse 20, that he took the situation, turned it around, and made a miracle out of it. But what happens is people ask me, after I got divorced, how long did it take you to get back with the Lord? And I'm like, I never left. I knew I could never make it without him. Mm -hmm. And I said, I could, there's, I don't know what you mean, you know? So anyway, long story short is they said, well, you know, a lot of people, they go through this and then they sleep with everybody and they drink and they do all this other kind of stuff, you know, because they're mad at God. They're mad at themselves. They're mad at them, their spouse, et cetera, and do all kinds of crazy stuff and turn their heart away from God. Well, I never did that, but I know that people, you know, were you mad at God for making this happen? God didn't make the happen. He had his own choice on what, on his decision. Right. Okay. And so I had to trust him. The, the worst is, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Well, I ran through it like my pants were on fire, you know, because I did not want to stay in that valley of the shadow of death because I had death hanging over me with the cancer. I had death hanging over with me emotionally in every way, knowing I couldn't make it without him. And severing of that codependency, uh, you know, and different things like that. But oftentimes, people go through a really hard time, you know, I feel like God's abandoned me. This is not me talking, just to clarify that. Yeah. But people feel like God's abandoned them. Well, God has never abandoned them. He no. said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, period, paragraph. No matter what life brings your way, but I will never leave you nor forsake you. And this is very, very important that we understand this truth. And if we feel like betrayed by God, God didn't betray us. He sees down the road, okay? And what I went through, I did not waste the pain what I went through, I am using this pain to help millions of people around the world get their hearts healed mm -hmm. like he did mine. And see, Joan, this is what I say. God is very economical. He mm -hmm. uses everything. Absolutely. And I think the betrayal by God is in a lot of people who are watching this program. Well, my loved one died or, you know, I didn't get healed the way I wanted it to be. Or I didn't like my church. I didn't feel they accepted me. And so we get into that betrayal mode, mm -hmm. which is and very, rejection and oh my mm -hmm. goodness, it opens the door for a lot of other mm -hmm. things. But honestly, because I've lived so long, 87 and a half, I have found God is very economical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you will just allow him, he will use it for good. Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't waste anything. 
And you have some wonderful testimonies in here about people, you know, who have felt betrayed. Mm -hmm. Where is God? Betrayed by people. So I encourage you, call with your, what can I say, your heartache, just give it to us for prayer, not counsel. And of course, call and get the book. You know, I'll tell you what you'll do. You'll underline certain parts mm -hmm. because this book applies to everybody. You say, well, it doesn't apply to me. Uh, honey, you are so wrong. And I don't know how you do books, but I underline them. Sometimes I put questions in them. So I believe this is a real opportunity for you to have a breakthrough, for a turnaround. You know, God is giving you this special revelation to bring you through on every level of your life. Now put your hand on your heart. Say, I believe God can bring me through every level of my life. Are past hurts and rejection having a negative effect on your significant relationships? There is hope, thanks to Joan Hunter's new book, Love Again, Live Again. For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you this life-changing resource. Everyone gets their feelings hurt. As these wounds fester and compound over the years, they become scars that affect our current relationships. In this book, Joan reveals how to heal your heart from past hurts and be set free from the trauma of past relationships. We will also send you Marilyn's two CD teaching, Wholehearted, Keys for Emotional Healing and Prosperity for Your Soul, where you'll learn the steps to take to find freedom from pain, grief, sorrow, and a broken heart. And to complete this offer, we will include Marilyn's CD teaching, Grace to Forgive, Freedom Through the Cross. Christ has given you everything you need to forgive the most unforgivable people. In this teaching, Marilyn walks you through this amazing revelation of forgiveness through the crucifixion. Restore your heart and regain your health. Call or click today to receive this transformational offer. glad you're watching and I know many of you watching there's emotional issues that you're wrestling with you've dealt with or you're struggling with and sometimes these things they can kind of cycle and you're like I thought I dealt with that well we want to encourage you hop on the phone get on the website we love to pray for you and one of the things in chapter 12 Joan you speak about unmet expectations revisited so that's that kind of revisited cycling thing what do we do with unmet expectations well I'll give you a great example husband and wife get married 
they're so excited. They're, you know, back from their honeymoon. They're living in their house. And their mom's, the wife is cooking and makes some trash, tells the husband, take the trash out. He says, I ain't going to do what you tell me to do. And she gets mad because he's not meeting her expectations. And she, and then he gets mad because I'm not being, I'm not going to do what she tells me to do. So you're dealing with rebellion. You're dealing with unmet expectations. Well, six months later, they're divorced because he's not taking the trash out like she expected him to do. It's a medical term called Cinderella syndrome. Okay, which okay. it's an actual a syndrome, okay, and that we put so much unrealistic expectations on our spouse that that we can't, you know, that it just it's not going to happen. <clears throat> then the thing is, it's a very very important that you realize that there are certain realistic expectations, then there's some unrealistic, then there's some crazy ridiculous expectations. Many times people have unrealistic expectations of themselves, not just in a marriage, not just in a relationship. And so when you understand that at that point, what God wants to do, he wants, and it's not lowering your level of expectations because we all want the best, but what are expectations and are they demands? Okay. And so what this chapter. Let's say that again. Expectations or demands. Right. And it's not That's lowering expectations, but are we really demanding, demanding. that they do this? Right. Okay. And then I do a teaching on, you know, how to, how to fix your husband, how to fix your wife, how to fix your children. And it, do, and it totally doesn't work in the natural. But when you do it God's way, it will work. And it's just amazing what God does. And it totally eliminates all the rebellion. Instead of like this, mommy finger you know, and wife, you know, nagging finger or whatever. And so it's very important that we look to these things, turn to him and know that God's going to turn everything around. But is, am I expecting too much out of my spouse? Am I expecting too much out of myself? Because I know people that are perfectionists that beat themselves up if they make one little mistake. You know, how can I be so stupid? Da, 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 da. And they're just saying horrible things over themselves. Whereas this, we need to raise our level of expectancy, but not real unrealistic expectations. You have a chapter on that. I do, yes. And that could really hit you where you live. You know, because I see some of these things and I think, oh God, please help me in this. But, you know, light overcomes darkness. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Light for this life. And so this is a book you need to get. And I know this. You like to give gifts. This is, you need to get two or three copies of this and pass it on. Because, folks, this is where we all live, frankly. I mean, you say, well, would this apply to me? Honey, it will apply to you. It's for sure. If you have a heartbeat, currently have a heartbeat, <laughs> yeah. yes, it applies to you. So call us for prayer, not counsel. Call us for prayer, but get four or five of the books. The other thing I'd say is in Chapter 3, you talk about finances and relationships. Do finances ever kind of cause challenges in relationships? <laughs> it's oh, like a bad bitch, right? Oh, oh. <laughs> tell me, tell me, Yeah, tell really, me. yeah. Um, it technically is the number one cause of divorce. And you must come, and I recommend before you get married, some of us is too late, but before you get <laughs> married, that you talk over finances 
and what to do, how to do it, and, and so forth and so on. Because most people go in to the marriage blindly in love. Oh, it'll all work out. Yeah, no. And, uh, and it, it can be in this area is the number one cause of divorce, which is very, very important that you deal with this before you get married. And, uh, you know, and read books on finances before you get married, you know, and if somebody is in a lot of debt, find out why they're in debt, mm -hmm. you know, because if they're that far in debt before the marriage, they're going to continue on right. getting greater and greater in debt, right. which is really, really not good. And, and then, you know, then you end up and get divorced and then you split the debt, even though the other one incurred it. Okay, exactly. so which so is, you pay for right which, half and, of it that wasn't really but, yours. and you didn't even have any idea oh, you know you didn't ugly. even do any of it ugly but, but it's very very because like well, to to just say this there is just between friends and and different things like that there can be conflict where money is concerned even within if a single a single person there can be individual conflicts within that. Now, you take that as a single person, and you're already dealing with conflict. You're already dealing with debt. You're already dealing with who should I pay, what should I do, you know, what ministry should I give to, different things like that. Then all of a sudden, you get married, and you have somebody who doesn't, isn't identical to you. Because Reese is nothing like you, right? Mm -mm, no. Nope, <laughs> neither is Kelly anything right. like me. And neither was Wally. No. Okay? But God put us all together. Right. And so the thing is... You have to understand that there's going to be differences, but there's some of these need to be handled before you get married. And one of those is definitely in the area of finances. And I want to share something my parents did. When I started dating Wally, he, he drove a horrible car. I mean, you had to pray over it to get someplace. And so my parents said to him when he came to them to ask for my hand, they said, well, we don't want you to marry Marilyn until you get a better car. He was very insulted. <laughs> you know, are you marrying me for your car? And I said, no, I'm not. But I think it's a practical thing. And he bought a car. Now, mm -hmm. I'm glad my parents cared enough about me because he wasn't practical. I, I wasn't that practical, but they were. But so in love. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a, a friend whose daughter just got married uh, just a, a couple of, few months ago. And, uh, and says, you know, he had graduated from college, Texas A&M, great college. And he says, I'm going to do this. His degree, was, his degree was in law, but I'm going to do this. And he goes, dad goes, because you're getting ready to marry my daughter. You have no guaranteed income. You have nothing like this. You have no idea if you're going to have any kind of a, you know, um, income. income, steady income or anything. And he goes, you need to rethink this before you get married my daughter. Mm. So he, he is in the law, he is now working for a company full-time making a lot of money using his education with a guaranteed check every month, you know, every couple of weeks and raises and lots of bonuses. And they're living quite nicely at, you know, at the age of 20 or 22. Excellent, mm -hmm. excellent. Go ahead, Sarah. No, that's no, something here. Well, I, I think as parents, it's wise to sit down and be honest with our children and who mm -hmm. they're going to marry and talk to them openly mm -hmm. because we care about their marriage. We care about the future for them, mm -hmm. and that's good. And this helps you to be bold enough to do that because sometimes with your kids, you're kind of 
oh, I don't want to turn them off, and I don't want to do this. But we care. We really, really care. So this book will help you. And I like this. Ecclesiastes is quite a book. And it's a book on seasons. There are actually 24 seasons in it. I counted them. You know, season to sow, season to pull up. But also, it says he makes everything beautiful in his time. That's in Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. I think this book will help you to see God's beautiful hand and his timing in your life and the life of others. So you say, I don't read much. You'll love this. And you'll get hooked on it. You know, I get into a book and think, oh, I have to finish it. And then I finish it too fast and have to go back through it and underline it and go slowly. That's the way this will be with you. You'll think, oh, I have to finish it. But I think you will underline things. And I think there will be places where God speaks to you. And I put question marks. I don't know what you're trying to say to me. So be sure you call in with the special needs, not for counseling, for prayer. But be sure you call and get five or six books. Come on, let's help people. What helps us helps others. Pass it on. I love this. Pass it on. And put your hand on your heart. Say, God loves me. He has wonderful things for my future. I have a divine destiny. I'll never be depressed. I'm happy in Him. Are past hurts and rejection having a negative effect on your significant relationships? There is hope, thanks to Joan Hunter's new book, Love Again, Live Again. For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you this life-changing resource. Everyone gets their feelings hurt. As these wounds fester and compound over the years, they become scars that affect our current relationships. In this book, Joan reveals how to heal your heart from past hurts and be set free from the trauma of past relationships. We will also send you Marilyn's two-CD teaching, Wholehearted, Keys for Emotional Healing and Prosperity for Your Soul, where you'll learn the steps to take to find freedom from pain, grief, sorrow, and a broken heart. And to complete this offer, we will include Marilyn's CD teaching, Grace to Forgive, Freedom Through the Cross. Christ has given you everything you need to forgive the most unforgivable people. In this teaching, Marilyn walks you through this amazing revelation of forgiveness through the crucifixion. Restore your heart and regain your health. Call or click today to receive this transformational offer. It's been such a delight, Joan, to have you on our program today. And I know we have all of our audience, and me too, we want you to pray for us. Um, pray for our hearts that we love again and live again. Would you pray, please? Yes, I'm going to pray for restoration of your heart. Put your hand on your heart. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I send the word of healing right now in Jesus' name. Father, you know what we've all gone through betrayal, abandonment, rejection. Father, I thank you for touching their heart, healing their heart. Anybody that's dealing with broken heart syndrome, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak complete restoration in Jesus' name. And Father, right now, I speak a healed and whole heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, too, I'd say this. You might be watching and saying, oh, man, I just, I'm really struggling in my heart, you know, and I really appreciate the prayer, but are there some Bible verses that I could do? Are there some things I could do? Kind of coaching the mental game. And I would encourage you to dig into your Bible. Dig into your Bible and say, hey, God, speak to my heart. And start maybe with memorizing Psalm 121. That's a really great psalm. Talks about keeping your eyes on Jesus. So we'd love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website, um, give us what your prayer needs are. And of course, when you do, 
grab your copy of Love Again, Live Again, give it to your friends, neighbors, relatives, and know that God has good things for you. God has a good future. God has hope for you. God has plans to prosper you and give you a good future. Jeremiah 29, 11, he's got plans to prosper you. And he fundamentally, his posture towards you is one of complete, genuine love.